Welcome to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. Join Ryan as he speaks with top business leaders and influencers and hear how they've mastered the art of authenticity to achieve all that they dreamed of. As you hear from these leaders, seek not only to be inspired by their authenticity, but to strive for and master your own. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the podcast. This one, I'm like teeing it up already, uh, and I'm putting all the pressure on the guest on the other end here, which is so amazing. I just, I'm so happy. So um, many of you have heard me talk about the fact that um, I spent a few years in the employee benefits uh, industry, space, healthcare, and a state attached to the industry for a few, uh, a few years since then. Uh, and there are just certain people that I have interacted with uh, over that period of time that have had a long lasting <clears throat> effect on my life. But there are probably two or three people that have set themselves apart from everybody else. And one of these people <clears throat> I'm staring at right now. If you're watching, you're looking at her too. Uh, but uh, she is, she is, she gets this big, huge introduction from me, uh, Jamie Hawkins. So Jamie is the CEO of uh, organization uh, BTR, Benefit Technology Resources. Uh, they are a benefits administration and consulting firm. So they work uh, primarily in the employee benefits space. We're gonna talk all about that today. Uh, but uh, we'll dig into so much more about who Jamie is. But Jamie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, Ryan, absolutely. I'm excited to spend some time with you today and um, let your listeners learn a little bit more about what we do and who we are. So yeah. thank you. Okay, so um, I think I've shared a little bit of this with you, but I always like to try and uh, share a little bit more story about why I have certain people on the podcast. I even said, you know, just before I turned it over to you really quickly, you know, that you've had a significant impact on my life. But I want people to hear this because this will be helpful in people understanding how you lead your organization, how you do business. So <clears throat> Jamie and I met in 2015-ish. Um, she was running her organization at the time. I was leading sales for the benefits firm I was working for. So she was a vendor for us and uh, I was watching great work happen. And so, you know, there was definitely a good impression from a client to a vendor relationship, <clears throat> but I will never forget, uh, sitting in, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana uh, at a industry conference. And we were in a dinner in a private room, uh, with a host of peers. Uh, most of these people actually were above me in terms of their role in their organizations, a lot of partners of firms. And Jamie took it upon herself uh, to just make this super kind, very generous comment about me, uh, just who I was and, and how she saw me to be in front of all of these people. And that to me, it, it obviously it felt so good. But what I recognized there was, was the person behind the scenes that was leading the team that was showing up for her clients was the same person that she was everywhere she went. And that began a whole different perspective that I had. Not that it was ever not good before, but Jamie, you just, you really laid something onto me that day. And then, you know, a, a year and a half later, I had the opportunity to serve your company. 
And so um, I probably said it to you before, but everybody else needs to hear it. I mean, you are absolutely in the top two or three people professionally uh, that I respect. I mean, there are few people I respect more uh, than you. So everybody Thank needs to know that. Thank you, Ryan. That that's very kind, and I'm not sure I, I deserve all that, but I certainly appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. So uh, I, I do want to ask, so you, today as you sit, if somebody was to meet you, uh, you are running a very successful uh, organization, which we'll get into specifically what you do, but where, where did that kind of desire to lead from begin for you, and, and how did the fire come into uh, to be uh, to make you the successful leader that you are today. You know, it's it's interesting, Ryan, and I am I am uh, still growing and learning um, on this journey that I'm on. So it really started. I worked uh, for a company out of New York for about ten years in the HR technology space, hmm. and I loved it. I started with them. I think I was their eleventh employee. We grew to about 200, um, and I learned a ton there, and I really enjoyed the technology aspect and working as a team. That company ended up being acquired by two other companies along the way, and the end result, I wasn't really happy there. The, the management team that came in did not understand what we were doing, so I just decided this, this isn't the right Thing for me anymore. So um, I talked to my husband and we, it, it was important to us that we do something together. Number one, this was back when I started the firm so that we could spend more time together. I didn't want to travel and be away from him uh, as much as I had been and something where we could leverage some of the relationships that we had. Uh, because in the 10 years I was with this company, I built several long-standing relationships with uh, insurance brokers, predominantly some employers in the Southeast. So when we decided to start BTR in 08, which was, you know, worst time <laughs> to start a business, um, we just decided, you know what, uh, if we are doing something that's of value, our clients will see it and we will be successful. So let's just go out there. We, you know, we have this knowledge and know-how. And um, I'll never forget the first broker client that we um, worked with back then, our very first client. It's still a client of ours today. Wow. And when we were telling them, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to help you with, with your technology, your HR technology. They're like, well, Jamie, we're spending a hundred thousand dollars a year and we have no idea what we're doing. I said, that's why I'm here. That's why we do what we do. So that was literally how it started. And um, the consultant and broker marketplace has only needed more help and support. So that's what we continue to do, and um, it's very rewarding, and obviously, our services have grown as we've grown over the years. We're um, about to celebrate our 13th year, and I've got about 60 full-time employees, and uh, I just couldn't be prouder of the team that we have. 
<clears throat> okay, so uh, probably, I don't know, 25% or so of my audience is in the benefit space. So they would understand what we're already talking about. Uh, for the rest of the people, uh, maybe it would be helpful for you to explain just a little bit about what is HR technology and what it is you guys are delivering uh, to your clients. And by the way, if you're in the benefits industry and you are not working with BTR, you are a loser. No, you, you made a mistake and we need to connect you to Jamie and your team. Uh, but maybe you could explain a little bit of what that is. Sure. So the, the HR technology space is, is very vast. I think that there's 4,000 providers from human capital management to talent to uh, benefits administration, workforce management, you name it. And oftentimes employers aren't sure is ADP better for me or Paychex or uh, Ulti Pro, now UKG. So our job is to really understand what does the client need? Um, how can we support them, whether it's optimization or going through an RFP? And oftentimes the, the broker, the trusted advisor, is asked to help support HR technology. And that's where we can come in. Uh, we deploy and manage uh, benefit administration systems and some HCM platforms uh, in kind of a white glove environment. And a lot of the people that we work with, especially the consultants, have grown accustomed to uh, having us support their clients. So um, really anything HR technology we can step in and help with. Got it. Okay. So 2008, you start BTR. Uh, what a wonderful time to start a company. Uh, we are scraping the bottom of the U.S. economy's barrel uh, at that time. Uh, you probably get, though, uh, through a lot of growing pain, you get this blessing in disguise. And I don't like to say it like that because it really did uh, compound a lot of problems for people. But the Affordable Care Act is signed to an existence in 2010, which means that all of these companies that previously didn't have to provide benefits now do. The complexity of administration and paperwork is like through the roof. And so here you are, right? To be able to walk through and help them with that. So you get, again, you know, you had to do a lot of work, your team had to do a lot of work, but you get the blessing of being given the opportunity to do lots of work for people. And obviously you have to show up well. Um, so that, and maybe we'll go back through some of that, but. That was kind of this spike and, and this great ride that you've had. But now we live in a world uh, where, and it's interesting, you know, uh, you were one of the, you, were, you and your team were one of the last people that I saw before this country went on lockdown. You know, we were in Tampa. Yeah, we were in Tampa, right? And, uh, uh, you know, for a, a team event that you were doing. And, um, you know, we were kind of half joking about how serious things were because we didn't know. And we watched the NBA announce that they weren't going to go back and play the next day. And, and so now we're in this new environment where um, people need technology for a whole new reason because now employees are remote. And so, and so that happens. But at the same time, we're living in the tension of businesses are struggling and laying off people. So what has been that, have you guys seen a big shift? What has been that shift for you and how have you handled leading even your team through that, or through this year that we've had? Yeah, that's a great question, Ryan. Um, 
I think I'll talk first about our team because I, um, I've been in awe of them through this COVID world we've been living in. So we were a remote organization before COVID hit. Uh, you know, I think we have employees in 16 states, so we're spread out. Um, and we've been investing in this infrastructure that we work in today to share files, communicate instantly, have more than just, you know, email capabilities. We have an integrated phone system. Um, we've, you know, taken the steps that we needed to with security because we're spread out. So a few of my team members took it upon themselves to start recording webinars for clients on best practices working remotely. And when I saw them doing this, I was, I was just shocked that it, I didn't go to them and say, hey, you guys, this would be a great idea. Why don't we do this? They just started doing it. And the people we had following us and thanking us for the help, a lot of them were our broker clients and employers. Um, so I felt like we were able to add value during this crazy time. And we even um, continued because as people got back to work and had children at home and were dealing with childcare issues, we also had some best practices that my team had gained from prior experience. Yeah. So um, I couldn't have been more proud of them kind of stepping up as thought leaders to help other people. Um, but I, you know, I'll tell you, it's still constantly on my mind, you know, when New York shuts schools down without much notification, any team members we have in New York with children are suddenly back to full-time childcare and trying to juggle their, you know, eight to five responsibilities. So we have been very flexible as an organization. When COVID first hit, we gave every employee two hours a day to deal with childcare, family issues, whatever they needed to mark yourself out. And our, our team is used to being very supportive like a family. Even though we're 60 employees today, it is part of our, our culture that we support each other that way. If I, you know, if you're on my team and I call you, Ryan, and say, hey, I've got an emergency at home, I need to deal with this, you're on it. I mean, it's just how they are. So, um, we've managed to weather this, I think, the best that we could as a team. From a client perspective, um, they've been struggling. You know, the HR contacts that we have have suddenly, you know, they're at home, their team is at home, and that communication component has become a real challenge. So they're relying on technology more. They're relying on um some of the outsourced services that they access, call centers for employees more. And we've just realized we've had to step up, help them communicate, give them ideas on how they can do more with less. Because the one thing that hasn't happened is, um, you know, the CEO hasn't come to them and said, hey, here's more of, you know, let's increase the budget. Let's spend whatever you need. They've, they're having to do what they have to do with what they have. So we, we have to be creative and help them. Mm, that's good. 
Okay, you said something in there that that triggered something that I knew I wanted to ask you. And I think we've had this conversation to some degree before. But um, again, going back to I remember, uh, so I had the blessing of spending time with part of your team. uh, And I think it was October of 2019 uh, in Florida. And then again in March uh, in a different location with the other part of the team. And something very distinct. I remember something very distinctly, which was um, I got there later. You guys had already been there. And I remember walking up to the restaurant and this is um, uh, in uh, uh, Tampa or Orlando, right? Right around uh, Disneyland. And so there's hustle and bustle and people are around all the place. But the closer I'm getting to the restaurant, I can hear your team. Like, and, and not like crazy yelling and screaming, but enjoying themselves and laughing. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking into that room and it like you, you couldn't even hear yourself talk, right? Because people were just so deeply engaged with each other. And I got this impression as though this was a huge, crazy family dinner. Like my family's Italian, my wife's family's Puerto Rican. Like that that's the life, right? That we live in family in family dinners, not this Thanksgiving because we get six people at the table, but other than that. And so that that was so impressive to me because you guys are a remote team. I mean, you rarely get to spend in-person time with each other throughout the year. So how is something like that, that dinner, and then went on to, I mean, you know, I was able to spend 48 hours with them and watch them interact with each other and their care for and love and support, even as they navigated through some difficult conversations and the way they handled that with each other. How does that happen? Like, how do you get to this place today like that with a team that's been remote forever? Ryan, I... I don't know that I understand all of the dynamics, but I'll tell you that we as a leadership team have made a point of trying to do things for the organization that foster those relationships. Uh, When we get together in person, it's not all a meeting. We'll have time together doing something fun, something enjoyable and This past year, since our group has gotten so big, we had different events that someone could go to. Um, I think one group went to a panic room. Is that? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. uh, um, uh, I know what you're talking about. What's that? Yeah, escape room. Escape room, yes. (laughs) One group did that. Another group went to the pool. And um, I think that that time that they have together and, and Kate and I usually join them. We're right in there, whether they're at the pool or wherever they are, is, is meaningful. And it bonds and creates those relationships that, like I was saying, when something's gone wrong, you've got a challenging client situation, they're there to help each other. And um, these in-person events, um, as a matter of fact, at that meeting in Orlando, Kate told me, oh, by the way, Jamie, did you know so-and-so hosted her pod at her home on the beach um, for three days before we got here Uh, on her, you know, did all of this herself um, because it was important to her. So we have that kind of stuff going on and um, they're a close group and I'm, I'm just very thankful for that. Mm. That's awesome. Okay. So you brought up Kate, Kate Taylor. So she is the president of BTR 
Um, mm -hmm. And so that has been a transition for you because uh, 12 months ago, that wasn't the case, right? Uh, you were CE president and CEO. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that transition has happened. I also know that back in you know 2015, 2016, 2017, when I was first seeing you guys attend events, it was typically you were at least one of the two of you that was on stage delivering keynotes, addressing your clients. And not that you have stepped out of it, but you have put other people to the forefront. So Kate promoting her to president of the company. I know that you know, Josh, you've given him, you know, more and more of a leash, dangerously sometimes, uh, to, <laughs> to go out and do his thing. Uh, and I know there's other people behind that. So how, how, how has that been for you in uh, letting go? I'm sure there's a lot of trust there, but as a leader that takes so much pride, I mean, you have a very high standard of excellence. I know the fact that is kind and sweet as you are, that you also really drive home excellence in what you do for your clients. And so how has that been for you in having to kind of take your hands off of things, not not being involved, but just not being at the forefront all the time? Um, I wish I could tell you it's easy, Ryan, but it, but it, <laughs> it isn't. And, and it's, I've gone through a transition, but I think for me, what's been vital is, you know, Kate, Kate is such a blessing. I, I, I am so thankful that she came into my life and she is on this journey with me. Uh, I, I really, I don't, I don't think I could do this without her. Um, she's the yin to my yang. She enjoys doing the things I hate doing. Um, I take the things she doesn't really like most of the time, but we're just a really good team. And um I, I think, like you said, it's, it's trust and it's empowerment. I think at some point when you're running an organization, you realize if you're the smartest person in the room, you've got a problem. You need smart people that you can just get step back out of the way and say, you've got great ideas. Let's run with them. And you know what? If we bounce off a few curbs along the way, that's okay. We're learning. We're getting better. And that empowerment for my team is critical. They have to feel empowered um, to make decisions and to go down a road, um, even if it isn't the right road, um, that's okay. We learn from these things. So um, I, I, I've done a lot better. I still have, I was talking to my husband earlier this week and he noticed that I was getting up in the middle of the night and he's like, Jamie, what? what's up? Why are you getting up? And I said, I've just got so much going on that I wake up, can't sleep, get up, think about it, process it, try to think of a game plan. And then, you know, the next day I talk to Kate or Josh or Kelly or whoever, you know, can help me solve this. Um, but I have definitely surrounded myself with people who are smart and passionate. And, um, and that's, that's what, has led to our success as a firm. It's not about me, it's about them. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, it, it's obviously telling of, and I know you're super humble when it comes to people being overly kind and complimentary about you, but I mean, it's definitely telling of you because had you not brought people like that into the organization, saw something in them, 
you wouldn't be in the position that you were in, right? I mean, you have to have that early insight. So I think that's big for people to hear. Like that just doesn't happen automatically. Like you have to be good at identifying those things in people, even when they don't see that inside themselves, right? So true. So uh, you lead the successful organization. You put all of these wonderful people into place. You have, again, this high standard of excellence. You are a very kind and generous human being. Where does that come from? Like, what, was there a moment in life? Is there just, no, that's just how my parents raised me? Like, where does that come from? You trying to make me cry, Ryan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, because then I will too. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I, I've, I've been reflecting on, on some things lately. I have, a, I have a couple of really good friends who through the COVID economy downturn lost their job. And I, I have one specifically that I love dearly to the moon and back. And I've seen her struggle and her girls struggle uh, because of this. And I was telling my husband, Terry, that I feel like we sacrificed a lot when we started the business. We sold our house. We downsized. We did everything we could to get lean and mean and build a business. And I'm so thankful. I, he helped me understand the entrepreneurial spirit. And when you do take those risks, what the rewards are, and the, and the reward is, um, it, it's it's on you, but you've got help. You know, one of the things that that you and I have talked about before is mentorship, and um, I had mentors that I still have today when I started the firm, and I have close friends. Um, well, one you know, Rick McKinley, who's in this business, who. Um, if I called Rick tomorrow and said, hey, I need help with this, he'd make 10 phone calls for me. He's just that quality of person. And I have tried to find um, those I um, recently have asked my team to get together with people they know and trust in study groups, learn, let's all share the knowledge we have, let's give back. Um, there's one person in my study group that started a firm like ours. She's smaller than we are. And I try to help her at every turn because someone did that for me. So I guess that's a long way around the horn um, that I think that the risks that we take, you've taken, continue to take, owning your own business. And I take, um, there's so much more that comes from that when you are interacting with people who value what you do internally and externally. That's good. That's really good. Woo. I feel like I just, I, I've just gone to school. See, I just, I, I, I <laughs> this was all selfish. I just wanted to, to learn more from you. So this was a great opportunity for me to do that. I, I stole 30 minutes of your time. Um, okay. So we've talked so much about leadership, and excellence and running a business, being successful, uh, all of these things. But 
the one thing that people would be blown away to know, and I was blown away to know until, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I think I heard it, is you are one badass fisherwoman. I love it. I, I am, um, some would say, obsessed. So this started when I met my husband 20 years ago. Um, he took me tarpon fishing in Boca Grande, Florida for these tarpon. And if you don't know, for your listeners, um, a tarpon is, can be a 200-pound fish. And when you're on a boat and it's woman versus fish, there is no greater adrenaline rush than that. You're, you know, you're fighting for your life. You're reeling this fish in. And I got completely hooked. And at some point, my husband's like, you know, I've been there, done that. I'm not going out on a boat all day. So I literally have a guide that I have fished with in Florida for years. And during tarpon season, we go out all day, uh, almost every day that I can with them. And we fish and we enjoy nature and celebrate our wins. Um, this last year, well, or actually it felt like a year ago, but it was in May. Um, <laughs> my sister and her husband were on the boat with me. Sometimes it's just the two of us. Um, but they were on the boat and my guide said, this afternoon when the sun starts to set, you, you're not going to believe what's going to happen. The tarpon are going to migrate. We're going to get right in the middle of them, and we're going to just kill it. So we, we did, and at some point we had three fish on. My sister had one. Brother-in-law, I had one, and I fought this fish and fought it, and I was ready to give up. I just could not bring this thing to the boat, and he said, you're not giving up, and he will never take the rod and help me. He's like, you do it yourself or you don't do it. So he came over and he said, all right, I'm going to sell you for a few minutes. So I started thinking, hmm, something must be special about this fish. And it was. By the time we got it to the boat, its head was as big as my guide's head, this fish's head. So um, anyway, I, I'm obsessed. I love saltwater fishing. I love fly fishing here in the mountains. I've been doing a ton of fly fishing and my husband had never been fly fishing. So I got him hooked and um, yeah, I, I'm obsessed. I love it. I freaking love that for so many reasons. Again, <clears throat> you would really have to appreciate this if you knew Jamie well enough to know that she is so well put together. She dresses very nice. She appreciates <laughs> her jewelry, a fine glass of wine, a nice dinner out. And yet she gets nasty, dirty, you know, fishing big fish off the boat, off the coast of Florida. Like that's just crazy. And I, I love that. I just, I think that it's a great way to keep people guessing. Yes, uh, I do. And I, I think one day when, when that day comes that I can retire, that's where you'll find me on the water. <laughs> All the time. Yes. I'm praying that that doesn't happen because I'll just miss you too much. Oh, no, it's going to be a while. I, I got a lot more to do here. But in the meantime, I'm going to I'm going to take every opportunity I can to get out there and catch some fish. I love it. I love it. OK, so we are coming up on the end of what has been. And probably by the time this goes live, it'll be right at the end of probably the craziest year we've all lived in. 
<clears throat> and so it's been an awesome opportunity to reflect, to be challenged, to struggle, to again, call into question, what do we really want out of life, out of business? And so what is the biggest thing that you've taken away from 2020 and really hope to move forward with uh, as you continue on in your career, hopefully for the next 20 years, because I want you for a lot longer. I know, we, we, we need you, Ryan. Um, so you better not go anywhere either. <laughs> um, I, I think the biggest thing that I've, I've learned is um, just have faith, have faith that things are going to be okay. It may not feel like it sometimes, but um, I think just believing and, and praying and um, making that a priority will help you through the tough times. And uh, I've done a lot of that this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I both. I just, yeah, that's really good words. Well, Jamie, I mean, again, you know, me saying this to you is really more of me letting the entire world or however many people listen to every bit of this know that, I mean, you are every bit of what you preach. And I think that as we seek to become better business leaders in our own companies, as we seek to go work for other organizations, um, it's people like you that we look up to because um, you're just walking the talk. And I just feel like there's few people that are actually doing that. We hear so many people talk about being great leaders and great leadership. And then behind the scenes, they're just nasty people or they're really in it for themselves. And so, Again, I, just, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you as a human being. I mean, you are just such a special individual. So thank you for being you. Well, thank you, Ryan. We're, um, we're better because of you and your help and guidance. And um, you're not done with us. Kate and I were just talking about you today. So we're going to be on, on to the next uh, partnership opportunity with you. But we're, we're thankful. We're a better organization because of your help in leadership and coaching, and I mean that. Um, you come up often when we're talking about different things um, because you've shown us, I think, some things about ourselves that we weren't necessarily looking at. So thank you. Uh, I value your friendship. You're great. Uh, love what you're doing, and thank you for this opportunity to spend some time together. I've been missing you, so worked out. Thank you, thank you. I mean, it, to to be able to to interact with people like you is 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 enough for me. And yet, the the fact that you know this moment happened where I got to step in and help in some small way, serve you, Kate, Josh, Kelly, the entire team has just has has been just such a gift to me. And I would say that I would do it for free, but I don't want to say that. No. <laughs> We're not. We're not going to let you. Well, guys, Thanks. you know, as, as, as you've heard this conversation today, again, a couple of things that I hope that you take away from it. Uh, number one, I, I said it kind of as a half joke earlier, but if you are in the benefits space, if you are a broker consultant, if you own a firm and you have not had an opportunity to interact with BTR, uh, with that team there, if you don't want to reach out to them directly first, reach out to me and I will get you connected. I just believe there's nobody better in the industry doing what they're doing. Uh, but beyond that, for every single one of us, no matter where you're at in life, in business, 
It is continuing to do what you believe to be right. And that's why, that's why I love being around Jamie. That's why I have her on the podcast. That's why this will go down as one of my favorite conversations of 2020, because I just, I, I love hearing it and I love learning and growing from it. So I hope you enjoyed it. Jamie, again, thank you so much. I just care about and love you guys so much. So thank you. We feel the same way. Thank you, Ryan. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. As always, feedback is appreciated. I will make sure to put all of Jamie's contact information in the show notes. You feel free to reach out to her if you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever that may be. Same goes for me. Until next time, do what you can to live the life that I believe you have been created to live. Thank you for listening to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with others. To connect with Ryan and learn more, visit ryanjamesmiller.com.